You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. everybody, it's Jamie McDowell along with my partner in crime, Susan Briggs, and we are here today with our, I think it's our monthly, do we do this monthly, Susan, or is it every we other week? <laughs> every month, gosh, see, look at, I, it's so exciting, I think it's more often than it is. We're here with our monthly update about PAC, talking to professionals and pet owners about how important it is to understand who your pet provider, who your pet care services providers are, what their education, background, and commitment to the pet industry is, and then for pet industry folks, talking about how you can stand out from your competition and how you can be the best pet professional there is to help keep elevating our awesome, awesome pet industry. So on that note, Susan, um, hello. Hi, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm excited to um, talk about PAC again today because it's a passion we share. It is a passion we share. So let's first give some clarifying info so anyone that's on their handheld stuff iPads and pads and phones and all that sort of thing can do a quick check. So it is um, P-A-C. Okay, go ahead. You say it. PACCERT. Okay. We, we spell it. Yeah. P-A-C-CERT.org is our website where you can find out all the details and actually sign up on our list so that you continue to get updates in between our monthly chats. Okay, so um, P-A-C-C-E-R-T.org, two C's Correct. in there. So just, um, Susan, why don't you go ahead, given that you are the founder and the driving, the really the driving force behind the organization, would you please do the honors of just giving kind of an elevator pitch on what PAC is? Yes, it was actually yeah, myself and Charlotte Biggs decided we'd been in the pet industry a long time. And in today's environment, we're seeing that it's harder than ever for pet parents to choose a professional dedicated provider for the pet it's really hard to know who to choose and it's also hard for people that are really putting pets first and spending their time and money on education and staying up with the latest in pet care in the industry to stand apart and so the best way we thought to help them do that is to bring professional certification and testing to pet care in the services of pet boarding, doggy daycare, pet sitting, and dog walking. Because, you know, dog trainers have had professional certification, I think, for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of followed that model and want to bring it to some of these other services that are just as important caring for pets when, you know, you can't be at home with them. And so, so that is fun. what we're working on. And we've been working so it, on it for about a year. And people are always, for years, I know they ask you as well, because you've been doing this for so long, that people always assume that there's a certification. I know that people yeah. are shocked. Still to this day, people are shocked when they realize that groomers, for example, don't require any type of state licensure to be able to groom their dogs. And it is, it's kind of, it is shocking when you think about it. It's just, it is. I mean, you can take my animal, my live, you know, highly, it, an animal that requires a very specific type of care and understanding, both behaviorally and physically, and you can keep that animal in your facility or home or what have you for anywhere up to weeks, really, and not have to have proven that you have any kind of breadth of knowledge or a depth of knowledge around, around what their requirements or needs are. So it is all about how this industry is changing and that you and Charlotte saw that and, and have done something about it is, is incredible and it's exciting. So 
me personally, and I know you and I have talked about this, I really have a, you know, I'm on the part of the marketing committee, very small, small, tiny little role. But I, I was so happy you came to me because I do very much believe in, in certification. I know I'm not a big person on where you went to school or what your degree is or anything of that nature, but it's all about that effort. And it's all about, it's about making a statement that you have a commitment to a certain thing, whatever that thing is, whether you have a certificate in woodworking or you have a certificate in, you know, basket weaving or, or a certified nurse assistant. I mean, there's so many different things and it's a matter of not just saying I am this thing, but I took the time to learn how to be this thing. And Absolutely. Right? And I mean, it's not, it's, that's what the important part. It's not about, it's not even about what your score was. No one's going to know what you score on this exam. They're going to know whether you passed it or not because you made right. the effort. You made the effort. Go ahead, and I think, please. you know, people have tried to say that, you know, if you care for pets out of your home, that that may not be a professional environment. And that's not true. It, you know, it is the knowledge. And that's what's so hard for pet parents to find because, you know, someone that's taking care of pets out of their home could be the most knowledgeable person and best fit for your pet. So certification makes it equal. We aren't going to look at what type of provider or service you're providing. As long as you're knowledgeable, we want to give you the certification and that recognition. So let's talk a little bit about that certification. So I know that, you know, because PAC is just a, it's a young and thriving organization and, and its infancy as it's developing. We have all of these. I mean, if you go to the website, you'll start to look at who is, who's behind PAC. And it's a very impressive group of professionals, you know, people who have been working with pets for a long time, entrepreneurs, thought leaders. I mean, just really, I mean, really the, the best of the best, quite honestly. And so you know, we're still working on, my understanding is that we're still working on, you know, when the test is going to be offered, we're looking at some time I know within the next year. Right. So I think it's like, it's not scary. And that's the thing that I hope people can wrap their brains around. So as a pet professional, if you're looking at, looking at this and thinking, I don't like tests, I don't like school, that's why I work with animals. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I mean, I totally get that. I don't like tests and I don't like school either. I struggled for many, many years to get through school and didn't even do that well, but knew that I had a passion. I knew that I had to do certain things to be able to realize that passion. One of those things was taking in the certified <laughs> pet dog trainers course uh, certification. Let me tell you, I was a psychology major. I have been working with animals since I was 18 years old. I went to school to become a dog trainer down in Arizona. I studied at Purdue under Julie Shaw and Dr. I mean, like, I know my stuff, right? But you put me mm-hmm. in front of that test and I'm like, what's um up in what? <laughs> What what's a leash? I'm sorry. What do I do with a collar? Do I do I click it? Do I attach it? What do I do? But you know, I think that for any anyone, my point is that I personally have tons of testing anxiety. And even though this was a domain an area of domain expertise for me, even sitting down, even conceptualizing that I have to sit down and prove that expertise is really really for me, I don't know for anyone else, really stressful. And so I felt like, and I know that PAC is looking at how to make this happen. I took some preparatory courses through the APDT, the Association of Pet Dog Trainers. I took some, you know, stuff and I, you know, read the books that they said I should read and I put together a little study group. I took the test in I think 2002, maybe. Wow. And, it, and listen, I didn't, I didn't get a hundred percent. I'll tell you that, <laughs> but I was, you know, not a hundred percent, still an amazing dog trainer if I said so myself, but it, I did feel like it was a community that I had like this community that supported me in taking this test. And I had like resources that prepared me for it. And even though I felt anxious about having to prove myself in this very kind of formatted stringent way, 
I walked away after it was all said and done. And yes, I passed. But you know what, though? Those letters for me, maybe 99.9% of the world don't know what those letters mean. But the point one oh percent that does know that means everything because they know that I am so passionate and I care so deeply about my clients and about their pets that I will go through that discomfort <laughs> and I will <laughs> spend the time and spend a couple of hundred bucks whatever it was at the time to take the exam because that's my commitment to the pets and so I hope that you know as as PAC moves forward and the testing is announced and people are we're open for enrollment for people to take the test that that's really what people focus on, not about themselves and their own anxieties, but thinking about what the perception is and also just, you know, what it means to your colleagues to be able to know that you did that. You become a leader right away. And also, of course, to your clients to let them know, educate them like, look, I, I went through this test. I spent the time, spent the money. It was hard, but this is how much I appreciate your business. And this is how much taking care of your animal means to me. Did you so, find that being certified helped your training business? Do you believe? You know what? I don't, it's a funny question. It's a it's a great question. I think what it did is it did two things. One is it because people again it was very early on, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I was one of the, I think I was the second group to take the test, so no one really even knew what it was. Mm-hmm. But it did allow me to speak to a level of professionalism. It did separate me from people who didn't have that designation, even if people didn't really understand what the designation meant. But I'll tell you what it did is it made a difference in the eyes of my colleagues and referral sources. So within the professional community. So I guess to answer your question, yes, it made a difference because now I had this designation. So veterinarians and daycare and boarding facilities and groomers and dog walkers who did have some understanding of what a CPDT meant, they mm-hmm. would be more willing to refer business to me. And also there's just the public perception, hey, if she has this designation, she must be pretty good at what she does. So yeah, I think I, I don't have any metrics to, to back that up. I wish I did because that would be awesome. But I think overall, and I'll tell you what, everyone around me, all of my students, meaning my dog training, the Fetch Find Academy students, mm-hmm. the graduates, everyone here has their CPDT. In fact, they just offered it in Chicago this weekend in our in our curriculum director here, who is a Karen Pryor Academy graduate and a Fetch Find graduate who is very nervous about taking this exam. She sat for it this weekend. And, you know, so we put a lot of emphasis on that designation here mm-hmm. in the Fetch Find world. We find it's, we think it's important that everyone who works here has it. And what do you think that's done for your, like, recruitment and just your team? I mean, personally, what have you seen happen when people become certified or strive Um, to be certified? Well, outside of the the cake, balloons, and champagne, um, (laughs) which is short-lived, but hey, it's something. That's Um, right. (laughs) It's just there's a a common sense. It's like I I always picture of all of us being like in a medical practice or a, a a law office that we all pass the bar or we all passed our boards. And so it evens the playing field. We're all professionals. No one is quote unquote better than anyone. And that's, and better is the wrong word, but there's just, you know, you have a, you share, you know, I always think about in terms of, you know, how we look at things at FetchFind is that if you can create a common language, it evens the playing field across all conversations. And so for us, everyone having their CPDT here at FetchFind, we're all on the same page professionally. And we all we all know how important it is to embrace that that level of professionalism and to live it, not just talk about it. So for us, it's like I said, it's everyone has it. And if you don't have it, you're getting ready for it. And if you're not getting ready for it, you're probably not going to fit in very long because we believe in education and we believe in, again, uh, commitment to the industry. And I do think that testing is one of the ways that we can and uh, we can drive that forward. Again, it's just like getting your CPA or your law degree or your, I know there's some people who are listening laughing going, oh, please. But really? 
I mean, is it really oh please? I mean, it's... Well, and I know when we started, we just don't realize things we do every day that it's part of your job knowledge that not everybody has. And that's the one thing when we started through this process and we're defining three different jobs, the provider who's the hands-on person taking care of the pet, the manager, and then the operator. And there is a lot of lines in each one of these things. And it is a profession. There is a lot of knowledge and study that that comes behind that. And I'm, I'm sure you found even after you said, you know, being at Purdue and Arizona Canine Academy and everything, were there still kind of gaps where you felt like you had to brush up in order to become CPDT certified? Absolutely. And I have a memory of, again, it was uh, 2002. I was at a, in Orlando at the Association of Pet Dog Trainers Conference. And I remember everyone else was partying and hanging out you know, in between sessions. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I remember just sitting on this chaise lounge and um, just, you know, just being so buried in in the prep stuff, trying to make sure I remembered everything. So that I mean, that, I think that's like PTSD. So yeah, I think that even though I had all of that education and I had all of this hands-on work too, I mean, I was practicing with it. I mean, I was working with animals at that point for twelve years, and I still felt like I needed. I wasn't ready, and I still felt. I don't know if that's your question, but mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like it wasn't. It was there was no way for me that I felt like it was a no brainer. In fact, every person I know, and that includes some very smart people with with advanced degrees, even PhD level folks, who have all said that that test is not something that they walked into with a hangover. You know, this was <laughs> this was something that they knew was just as serious as taking any kind of board or any kind of state exam. This was a very serious thing, and. And I have not yet met anyone, truly. I have not met anyone. I know dozens and dozens and dozens of people who have taken that exam. I have not met a single person who walked into that thing thinking this is a shoe in And I also know several people, unfortunately, who didn't pass, who did have that attitude. And that's not like a, you know, a tale of woe mm-hmm. or, you know, but I do, unfortunately, do know some who I think are great dog trainers, by the way, who mm-hmm. did not pass and to this day will not retake it because now, of course, it's an embarrassment and it's something that they can't, you know, and I get that. But I think that anyone thinking about taking the, the, the PAC exam for professionals, for providers, I think that it's really important that they are thinking about that that's not going to be a, it's not a no-brainer and it's not going to be a shoe in and it's not something you can walk in without being prepared. Right, and I think that is something that does elevate the professionalism and should cause pride and really confidence in that this is a profession, that there's a lot of things to know to keep PEP safe and, you know, to know, you know, health issues and to monitor that and to know, you know, when to raise the flag, whether it's to get a pet to a veterinarian or to, you know, a trainer for behavior help. There's just, you know, a lot of things and decisions that come with being a professional provider. And that's what our exams are going to confirm. So it's been great having you kind of share your experience going through that because it's really important to us that our profession and our industry embrace this. And like you did early on, the early adopters jump in, become the first and share the benefit and and use the designation with pride. Yep. I do think, you know, that it's going to be about the early adopters. I think it's going to be about them running to sign up for the exam, <laughs> taking it and being, you know, being the ambassadors and the um, and the folks that are going to uh, really speak highly of their experience and then what that designation does for them professionally. So I'm excited. I hope that this conversation is helpful to anyone listening and thinking about 
anyone who's listening who's thinking about taking the exam or and if you have any questions email susan <laughs> yeah um, <that's> <laughs> email email we're gonna we're still working on the tools that will help you but i know we are um, very close to releasing the handbook that will give you the details by position of you know what knowledge is going to be tested and then we will also be letting you know content and training that you can go through for any areas where you think you may need to brush up. So all that will be coming very soon and be released in the spring of this year. And then we will be announcing our testing either in the fall or winter of um, 2017. So you will have time to prepare but it's really important, I think, to decide now that you want to do that because there may be some prep work. Do you remember, Jamie, how long you spent kind of preparing once you decided to take the exam? You know, how long well, you spent before you sat through it? I would guess, I would guess somewhere around two months, maybe. I think between taking some of the test exams and you know, going over, looking over some of the books that they recommend, having a familiarity with kind of re, you know, re-familiarizing myself with some of those chapters and some of the the main tenets of those books. But I think most of my preparation came within a couple of weeks of, and certainly the week before, I remember that's all I did. And then, of course, my Chase Lounge, you know, story. So, yeah, I mean, I took it very seriously. But again, I have test anxiety. And, you know, that's just... uh, that's, I have a fear of failure, so there, that helps a lot, let me tell you. But no, I, but in all seriousness, it's a good question, and I think, you know, probably realistically, I would say I prepared diligently for around two weeks, but yeah. uh, started really examining what the materials were going to be a couple months in, 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 in uh, you know, before that. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think it's going to be great for people, and I think it's going to be, and also for folks, and I think the pet industry has a lot of folks who haven't done any type of secondary education or, you know, have done secondary education nowhere in the field of animals, behavior, care, husbandry, what have you. And so I think this is a great opportunity for folks to be able to kind of put their stake, you know, put in their stake like, hey, this is really what, I may have not gone to school for this, or I may not have my degree in this, or I may have never gone and studied with, you know, Dr. Coppinger on a you know on a farm somewhere in Argentina but what I have done is I've taken this exam and mm-hmm. look at that aren't I amazing and look at you know, you definitely want to give me your time and money and you want to ask me questions because I'll have good answers so yeah go pack go pack that's right so we just ask that all the professionals out there who are willing to be those early adopters go to our website which is P-A-C-C-E-R-T.org. Sign up for our email list so that you'll be the first to know when the handbook's available and you can start studying and hopefully you'll be taking exams this fall. That's our goal. Yep, that's the goal. All right. Well, on that note, I think we shall. I think we'll. I think we'll do we know what we're going to talk about next time or will we surprise everybody? We'll we surprise will surprise. Yeah, I, I like surprises. I like to. So um, I do want to thank our sponsor, Pet Life Radio, for giving us this time on the air and giving us the ability to get the message out so broadly. And, uh, and, and they're great. So if you haven't listened to Pet Life Radio before, then you are missing out. And they're the best podcast network for pets. Um, ever invented. And if you are already a fan, please go back and look at some of the other offerings. They're always putting up new shows and having really incredible guests on some of those shows or all of the shows. So yes, thank you, Pet Life Radio. And thank you, Susan, for uh, spending your time with me talking about PAC. I love this exchange that we have. I, I really appreciate and very grateful for our relationship and that you've allowed me to be a part of what you've created with Charlotte. And for those of you who are looking for more information, you now have the website, P-A-C-C-E-R-T.org. 
Pittsburgh. And Susan, of course, would love for you to call her or email her with <laughs> questions. And seriously, she would. I mean, I'm just, That's right. it's funny, right? It's funny yeah. to be like, hey, call Susan. But Susan, uh, your email, if you wouldn't mind. Best way to reach me is info, I-N-F-O at P-A-C-C-E-R-T dot org. And either Charlotte or I will get back to you. We're the ones manning the help desk these days. So we do love hearing from people and look forward to um, celebrating with you when you become some of the first certified pet care providers that exist. Yay, that's wonderful. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Susan. Thank you. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.